you have your Bibles, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, and we're going to be at a couple different places, Proverbs 16, if you want to hold that as we get there. This morning I want to talk about, a, start to talk about a series of sermons about divine direction, uh, talking about God's will. And it's one of those deals, do we know for sure we are actually in God's will? Or we're doing what God has called us to do. We're living a life the way God wants us to live. Probably one of the most common questions that I'm asked, and I've talked to other ministers, um, and they're asked the same thing, is this. How do I know what God wants out of my life and in my life? What is God's will for my life? Do we know the answer? I mean, do we truly know what God truly wants from our life? I think we do. I think sometimes maybe we've forgotten. Maybe sometimes we've gotten off track. Maybe sometimes we've let other things influence what we're doing. And you see, our decisions matter. The choices that we truly make truly matter, not only to us, but also to God. We spent the last four weeks talking about those things we choose, the better for the greater, you know, those different kinds of things. Who we are today is because of decisions we made yesterday. Who we are tomorrow is because of the decisions we make today. Who we will become, what we will accomplish, are results of what happens to us today. And sometimes those things change. Sometimes they change at a moment. Sometimes it just happens. And you see, making decisions in our life can often be stressful. I mean, sometimes making decisions, it's like, what do we really do? And we struggle with what's going on. And honestly, sometimes we're just not good decision makers. I mean, how many, don't go eat someplace. Honey, where do you want to go eat? What's the answer? I don't care. What? Yeah, I'm, we should start a restaurant. The I don't care restaurant. Then you suggest, how about this place? No, that doesn't sound good. You know, well, then you really do care. We're not good decisions makers. Have you ever regretted saying... Watch this. Even at my age today, I tell myself, I can do this. And I do it, and I regret it for two or three days later. If I could go back and do it all over again, I would. Maybe, it's, maybe I shouldn't have dated this person, shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have bought this car, shouldn't have eaten this. Or, man, I wish I hadn't eaten enough. remember living at camp and... At the time, I wish I hadn't climbed on that cliff with my brothers as we were walking through all this, and they all took a route and swung out around this big tree. First one made it, second one made it, third one made it. Guess who was fourth? I didn't make it. I swung out around it, chink, fell out, and I hit three times before I hit the bottom. That was the only good thing, you know. Maybe you're the redneck version of this. Here, hold my beer. Now, if you've said that, you're a very poor decision maker. <clears throat> but we try to make the perfect decision, don't we? I mean, that's what we want. Maybe we make no decision, and maybe, yeah, we've made a bad decision. You see, every decision we make, it may affect somebody else in a positive or negative way. Every decision that we make, somebody's going to like, other people's not going to like. And we struggle with all these things. Maybe do we keep dating someone or do we break up? Do we take this new job or do we not? Do we 
go to this school or go to that school? Do we dance or do we play piano? Do we marry now or marry later? Do we have kids? Do we have one kid? Do we have three kids? Do we have our own basketball team? You know, we have all those decisions to make, important decisions that we make in our life. I truly believe need divine direction. Needs God's direction. Big question. When it comes to God's will, what does God care about? What does God truly care about? In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the power to become, the wisdom to know, the confidence to know, and the faith to start. I want you to understand something as we get started. God says very little little from the scripture about the future. He promises heaven. He promises eternal life, but he says very little about the future, but he says a lot about today. Remember what he says? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. He told the thief on the cross, he said what? Today you will be with me in paradise. Affected the future, but he said today. What is important to God? First thing in your outline is simply this. God cares about who before do. I know that sounds a lot like Dr. Seuss. But he cares about the who before the do. God is more concerned with who you are becoming than what you are doing right now in your life. Maybe it's school-wise. Maybe it's vocationally. What's going to happen next week? We're going to go on vacation or we're a farmer. We need to do this or that. Whether we're a teacher, minister, or missionary. God cares about who we are. First and foremost, than what we are doing. First Thessalonians 4.3, what is God's will for my life? I want to make sure we understand this. God's will for our life is not our profession. It's not what we're doing in our life today, as far as the world is concerned, or what denomination or non-denomination we're part of. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, it says this. It is God's will that you should be anything you want. Isn't that what it says? Now, I think it says God's will is for us to be happy, right? Or pampered. It's God's will for us to be comfortable. Is that the answer? What does it say? Consecrated. In other words, it's God's will that we are holy, That's the first thing that God is concerned about. God's will is for us to be holy, which means to be set apart, means to be sanctified, means as a believer in Jesus Christ that we are different from the world, that people see a difference in us, that we do things different. Yeah, we make mistakes. Yes, we maybe get off the wrong path, and maybe we do stupid things like, here, watch this. But we're still different than the world. Being holy is a divine direction we never truly arrive at. Think about that. This holiness, this thing that God wants us to be is holy, is something we never truly arrive at. It's a direction in which we're going. And that's hard to wrap my mind around. When I first read that from somebody, I thought, man, that's, that's huge. Because there's so many times we act all pompous and holy. That we want people to think, you know, yes, I go to church. Yes, I'm a preacher. And I'm all holier than now. Thank you. And you wonder why people don't like Christians. I sat at a minister's meeting this week, and we laughed so hard. 
because we talked about differences. Bob Fairchild at the church in Covington, you know, we talked about like what we believe, what they believe, and we got talking about Pentecostals and how some of them believe that if you don't speak in tongues, you're going to hell. And he said that twice, and he talked about a place where he was at one time where he got slapped two or three times trying to be slain and all that. He goes, I don't believe in that. And I took my stand, and this guy slapped him twice. I thought, that's kind of cool. After he told us we were going to hell twice, I looked at him and said, you tell me I'm going to hell one more time, you're going to get slapped again today. You know, and he had just taken a big drink of coffee, and he just about went everywhere, you know. And it's one of those deals that you just have to understand it's a, it's a destination. It's nothing we truly arrive at until one day we are in heaven with Jesus. It means that when we're holy, we're becoming like Jesus every day. It's the decisions we make every day. He also talks about people's careers. He doesn't talk about people's careers. Okay? He doesn't care what we do. Understand that. He don't care if you're a teacher in a high school or the junior high or the elementary. He doesn't care that you're a minister or a missionary. He doesn't care that you're an elder or a deacon. He doesn't care what we do. It's how we do it. We need to grab onto that. Maybe we need to stop acting all this holier than now and start becoming who God desires. So what does Jesus talk about? He talks about the who more than do. Our calling is to be like Christ. That's who we're to become like as we strive and as we walk, as we go this direction. You see, in that line it says this, Jesus talks about character and calling. The only time Jesus talks about somebody's job is when he's calling them from that job to follow him, to do something different. Because who you are following is more important than what you're doing vocationally. See, it doesn't matter what we're doing. As long as we're doing it for Jesus. As long as we're representing Jesus in what we do. The most asked question is this, what does God want me to do? I get that asked all the time. I hear people say, I don't know what God wants from me. I don't know where he wants me to go, what he wants me to do. I don't understand all this. The better question is this, who does God want me to become? Who does God want me to become? And the answer obviously is holy. A little more every day. Going that right direction, taking those right steps, making those better decisions. So let me ask you this, on me personally, and I asked myself this as I read through what I was reading through, is it God's will that I'm a minister? Is it God's will that I'm a minister? You see, it's more than being a pastor or minister. It is God's will that I live a holy life. See, me being a minister is secondary to what I'm doing. What I should be doing first and foremost is becoming more holy. And you're sitting here saying, but Kurt, you're a minister. You've done this and all this. You are holy. I sin just like everybody else. I have temptations just like everybody else. I make decisions every day that affect my life, not only personally, but also spiritually. And you see, it's what we are becoming. I have not gotten there yet, but hopefully I pray every day that I'm headed in that right direction in what I do and what I say. You see, it's possible... And we've seen it in the world today, big churches, small churches. It's possible to be a minister and be out of God's will today. Understand that. It's possible to do all those things if our heart is not in the right place. You see, if your heart is someplace else, not doing what God wants you to do, then my character is also weakening. 
You see, to be a minister is what I do. To live faithfully for Jesus should be who I am, should be how I live, should be my true desire. Why? Because who matters before do. Who I am matters before what I do. If I cannot do it with integrity, with a pure heart before him, then anything else that appears spiritual, then I'm not really doing what God has called me to do. So how does this apply to us today? You see, the question is not if you're sitting here and you're single or maybe getting ready to go to college or maybe you're in that part of life. The question is not whether you marry this person or you wait. The question is, are you faithful to Christ? The question is not whether I do this job or do this job. It doesn't make a difference what job you do. The question is, are you faithful to Christ? doesn't make any difference if you major in elementary education or high school education or pre-med. It doesn't matter. Are you living for Christ? seems like so many times you tell somebody, well, I'm, I'm going to major in pre-med. And they go, oh, that's awesome. That's great. You're going to be a doctor. And then somebody says, well, I'm going to major in elementary education. What do they say? Oh, that's nice. You know, like it's that big of a difference. There's no difference as long as we're living for Christ. You see, God's will is more about who you are than what you do. If you're becoming the right who, you will choose the right do. If we're becoming people of Christ, then we will choose what to do, and it will be right. The second thing I want you to see is this, is the why before the what. God's will is why before what. Why? Because motives matter to God. Guess what Proverbs 6.2 says. It says, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Another translation says it this way. You may think everything you do is right, but the Lord judges your motives. Wow. You may think everything you do is right, but the Lord judges your motives. In other words, in your outline, we have an unbelievable ability to deceive ourselves. We really do. Our heart is deceitful, the Bible says, above all things. Our heart leads us in the wrong direction. See, there's two reasons why we do things. And we tell people what sounds good is what we tell people. Well, I did it to serve God. I did it to serve Jesus. You know, it's all those nice things. But then the second reason is the real reason. And sometimes it's a selfish reason. Sometimes it's not a God-given reason. Sometimes it's just something I wanted to do. And when we tell people those other things, Psalm 39 is a really powerful prayer. Where the psalmist David says, Search my heart, O God. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way of everlasting. It's scary how sometimes scriptures are honest about our motives. And by asking our questions, are, is it pure what we're doing? You see, if I take time to be truly honest, and as I was putting the sermon together, and I was sitting, and even this morning, I'm sitting out front with the sunshine and the breeze and my cup of coffee and just the quietness, it's scary sometimes how I question the motives and why I do what I do. Because sometimes I have to ask, am I doing what I'm doing for me? To make me look good? To make me feel good? Or is what I'm doing truly for God? Is what I'm doing truly Christ-centered? Is it more about me and what I want 
versus God and what he wants. And sometimes it's tough, folks. Sometimes it's really tough. Here's the problem. It's almost impossible to get to the right place when you have the wrong motives. It's hard to get to the right place when we have the wrong motives. It's impossible to end up in the right destination when you start off the wrong way. The why really matters to God. Why do we do what we do? Why are we doing what we're doing? Have you asked yourself the question? I mean, let's, let's just be truthfully honest. This is not in the outline. This is free. So Paul doesn't have to freak out. It's not what I'm going by. Why are you here this morning? I'm, I'm, don't, I'm not being mean. I mean, why are we truly here? As I said in our prayer, as our leaders prayed this morning, I said, maybe you're here this morning and you're not real sure why. You know, yeah, I got up and I got dressed. And I'm like, oh, I got time to make it to church. Cool, so I'm going to go to church. And you're still kind of going, eh, I don't know why I'm here. But do you understand by you being here this morning, maybe somebody else is here and they see somebody. They see a Darlene up leading worship. They see a Doug sitting over here. And it just fills their heart to no end just to see them sitting here. And they're going, that is so cool. Maybe you don't know why you do what you do. I've heard, I've used this illustration before, but I remember when I played for Seager football. We were horrible folks. My senior year, we were absolutely, we won one game. We beat the Catholics, Central Catholic in Lafayette. Only game we won, okay? But every home game, kids this big stood at the gate waiting for us to come through just to get a high five from us, the varsity football players, even though we stunk to high heaven, okay? Maybe that's what God has in store for you. We understand that people are watching us do what we do. Jesus warned, practicing righteous acts to be seen by people, what happens? In other words, if we stand on the street corner and we pray, we stand on the street corner and we just preach, he says we lose our reward. So when you post that picture online or on Facebook, is it to bring glory to God? When you put that comment out there, is it to give God all the glory or to say, hey, look how cool I am, how cool my picture is, look at my new shoes, look at my body. What's our motives? You see, I try not to put anything on Facebook in any way, shape, or form that anybody's going to question my motives for God or even my political stand. I really try not to do that because I don't want people to think differently of who I really am. Colossians 3.17 says this, and whatever you do, catch this, whether you're an entry-level worker or you're running a company, whether you're a student or you're a teacher of the class, listen to what he says. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. What matters to God is that we're becoming holy. It's a destination we're getting to. And everything we do, we give it to God. In fact, in Galatians 1, 10, it says, and now I'm trying to win the approval of human beings or of God. Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Remember what we said several weeks ago? You can't make everybody happy. It doesn't mean you stop trying. It doesn't mean you just become this person that you don't care. But it means what we do is for God. Whatever you do, whoever, wherever you are, serve Christ there. 
Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you're covered up in dirty dishes and laundry and dirty diapers. Serve Christ there. Maybe you know somebody who's just a simple uh, minimum wage fry cook. Then if that's that person, be the best fry cook you are. Make the best french fries you can. Maybe your boss is a jerk. Serve the jerk with the love of Christ. And I know that's not easy, but you do it anyway because that's who we are. You see, God's will is the who before do and why before what. Pleasing God isn't a few big decisions. Understand that. Pleasing God isn't that big day where we step out and we accept Christ and we're baptized. That's huge, okay? That's a great day, but it's who we're becoming that matters most to God. That we're becoming holy. That we're making those small decisions every day to serve Christ. That we make that decision when we first open our eyes, this is going to be a good day or a bad day. Because most of the time, if we make the decision that no matter what happens, as long as God is in it, it's going to be a good day. It's those private decisions that we make. It's those quiet time things that we have, that we have to do. The quiet and private sacrifices that maybe we make. That we take time to be with God and we read our scriptures and we pray. We have a reading thing that we go through so we're getting God's word in our life. Maybe it's the start. Maybe it's the end of the day. Maybe it's whenever you can make time. But we make sure we have an appointment with God. See, when you get the who right, you do more. When you get the who right, you do more. When you get the why right, the what has power. What you're doing has power when the who is right and the why is right. If you're doing something and it's for the church or for God and we have a bad attitude about it, please hear me in this. I'm guilty. If what we're doing for God and we have a bad attitude about it, man, we need to be asking ourselves why we're doing it and who we're doing it for. And when we get that right... The what has power. If you're becoming the right who, God will choose the right do in your life. What you're doing. If you're driven by the right why, God will lead you to the right what. It doesn't make a difference what it is. So understand, it's more about the who and the why and the do and the what. But whatever we do, whatever we do, we do it for the glory of God the Father, right? Whatever we're doing, I don't care if it's going to work in the morning. I don't care if it's coming to worship on Sunday. I don't care if it's ministering on Wednesday night, whether it's that phone call you need to make or that person you need to go see. Maybe it's that relationship we need to fix. You do it with the right attitude. You make the small decisions every day to become more like Christ. Divine direction. It's not about all the big decisions, but it's about who we're becoming. And I pray this morning, each and every one of us begin today remembering it's about the who, about who it's about, and it's about Jesus Christ. It's about what God is doing in their life or in our life. Maybe it's reaching people. Maybe it's bringing people. Maybe it's inviting people. I don't know. But whatever it is today, it's who we're becoming.